0: Hey, girlfriends! Welcome to another episode of Girlfriends and Goals. We're your hosts, Miosha and Samaria. This podcast is a space where we'll talk about friendships, life goals, a little bit of pop culture, and all things womanhood.
1: Our top goal this year is to grow our podcast audience, so if you're new here or you're an avid listener of this podcast, please subscribe, leave us a five-star rating, write a review, and be sure to share this episode with a girlfriend or two. All right, we're going to kick this episode off with one of my favorite segments, which is Girlfriend Check-In. And um, today, we're pulling our question from the Burn After Writing book, which we haven't used in quite some time, but we're bringing that back. And um, we'll see how deep this question gets. So the question for this week is, the one thing that I'm most concerned about right now is dot, dot, dot. (laughs) (laughs) Yosha, what's one thing that you feel really concerned about these days? The one thing
0: that I'm most concerned about is, am I doing enough right now to prepare myself for like the next decade of my life? So as y'all have heard on the podcast, your girl is a planner. I'm always thinking ahead. And I feel like in my twenties, I did a lot of thinking and planning about what I wanted in my thirties to be. Mm. And, uh, you know, thankfully so far things have worked out for the most part in a good way, as a result of that planning and preparation, um, obviously you can't plan for everything, but I feel like I did spend a lot of time, especially in my late twenties, kind of preparing me for this season of my life, mm-hmm. um, or definitely keeping it in mind. But I feel like where I am within the last, I would say like six months to a year is really being more focused on the week to week, day to day. Mm. Uh, Some thought being given to the next five to 10 years, but nowhere near as much as I feel like I was giving the previous decade thought. And so it concerns me because I don't know, the planner in me is just like, okay, what should I be doing day to day? What should I be thinking of? And part of that is, Just me, honestly, I think not having the time and the space to dedicate Mm -hmm. to like giving it deep thought. You all know that, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a new mom still, but maybe I am. (laughs) But a good portion of that- cut
1: off, really. I mean, (laughs) it's still your first time doing it, so.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and so, um, you know, a lot of my time and energy is given to that, the podcast as well, my family. But yeah, I'm thinking, you know, Is there something that I should be doing, paying more attention to? And that's not to say that I'm not doing any planning whatsoever. It's just I know that the amount of thought that I was giving it before in terms of planning, Mm -hmm. that I'm not in that space right now for the next decade.
1: Yeah. I would say, though, um, you are still at the beginning of this decade. True. (laughs) (laughs) I just
0: peeked my toe into my 30s
1: (laughs) yeah and so i do think you know there's like some grace there for you but i I do understand because i i feel like i'm always thinking in the future as well like Mm -hmm. dreaming in the future and planning as much as i can or trying to like scheme how i can get those dreams you know in the future so i i completely understand where you're coming from one of the things that I've been like focused on as a result of my realization that I'm always in the future in my head is being more present in the day to day. Mm. And so I guess like one thing that I would say to you is, yeah, you don't have as much time to think in the future, right? Because you have all the things that you have going on. Mm -hmm. And while I do think you should Think in the future, as you said, you have been doing a little bit, just not mm-hmm. as much as you would have done in your twenties because you had all the time in the world. <laughs> not all the time in the world, but you had, um, you didn't have a human like depending on you the way that you have now. You know, yes, <laughs> so. it was a
0: different set of responsibilities, yeah. um, and it was a lot of thought given to okay, well, what's the lifestyle that I want? So. Mm-hmm for this season. So it was a lot of, um, you know, like preparation to like get me to this point. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you're right. I am like just getting here. So you're right, it it is good to have balance.
1: And I I think it makes sense for you now, you can take this or leave it, but the Mm -hmm. same realization that I came to, which was, I'm not necessarily enjoying the present the way that I should, Um, Mm -hmm. maybe like think that, like think that way, like, okay. Mm -hmm. I set up myself, you know, back then so that I could enjoy the present and these like little moments that are happening. So, mm-hmm. you know, I understand it's a shift for you, mm-hmm. but I also want you to like make that shift, you know, yeah. <laughs> fully fully embrace the shift that that is happening or that's like forced upon you right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's a really good one. I think it's something that is relatable and a lot of women like at different phases in their life, they're like, how much plan do I need to do for the future? What do I want the future to look like? But mm-hmm. also how do I balance the present and you know being fully there? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, very nice. I think for me, the one thing that I am most concerned about right now um, would be, I know like kind of the vision for my life that I believe um, because I am religious. Like I was like, I have this God given Mm -hmm. vision and task, not task singular, but I have these tasks, you know, like um, Mm -hmm. these things that I I meant to carry out. Right. I don't know that everybody gets certain parts of it. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I'm concerned about, because I'm actually seeing it happen now is when I have achieved the thing that I know in my heart of hearts that I'm supposed to achieve, but it doesn't match other people's vision for me, how do I navigate the shift in those relationships?
0: Because Mm. it's happening
1: right now where I think like I'm actually living out something that I know that I've prayed for, I know that I've wanted and someone who is close to me is like, oh no, that can't be. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I know what is working for me and what I've asked for and what I've wanted. Mm-hmm. And so now we're gonna have to figure out how to work around your disbelief. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or your now I don't think disbelief is the right way. I think it's unbelief, but your unbelief that this is what is actually supposed to be happening for me. Mm-hmm. And so, like, um, so that's one of the things that I'm mostly concerned about, it's just navigating relationships right friendships family members in this particular season Mm. yeah because i Mm -hmm. I just you know sometimes people think oh this suits you better than what you actually have going on but what you actually have going on is is what you know is meant for you Mm -hmm. you know and they're just like at odds with what you know you fully are
0: yeah and it's hard navigating that because You have to find the balance of kind of understanding, okay, it's probably coming from a place of being thoughtful, protection, and really, really, really wanting what's best for you. But it may be being outshined by them not maybe respecting like, hey, this is the direction that I want my life to go in, or I know what's best for my life at the end of the day. And even if I don't, it's my right to choose. (laughs)
1: And, you know, that's that's something we've talked about, like where you really have to grow to a point where you trust your own self, <laughs> you know, like you trust your own intuition above what other people are trying to feed you, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that that is something that I'm just navigating right now and wanting to protect my peace and like stay the course of what I know that I've asked for and what I know that I've wanted out of life, you know? Mm-hmm. um, Yeah. So it's, it's tough. And then certain relationships, you can't just be like, Oh, well, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, like if you don't get the vision, you can get the step in. you know, <laughs> you can't, you can't do that with every, um, every relationship. So you just really, I don't know. I think it is taking me to a place where I'm, a lot more introspective now Mm -hmm. and all you can do is like pray and hope that people get on board Mm -hmm. you know because it's like okay this is what if this is what God has for me this is what God has for me and you you're just gonna have to get in line I can't Mm -hmm. change that to like I can't please you more than I want to please you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so it yeah it's a it's a delicate situation as my dad would say yeah (laughs) yeah All right, so now that we've um, talked y'all's ears off about things that we're concerned about, uh, we actually have a, a really fun episode I think ahead of us, and it stems from just the fact that we're a podcast that talks about being friends in your adult life and coming into womanhood and having those relationships that you know kind of inspire you to keep going. Mm-hmm. And so the name of this episode is "You Need Girlfriends."
0: Okay. Period.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, we're going to be talking about just the importance of like friendship, but also the importance of Black friendship and, you know, what we see of Black women who are friends in the media and what we see of Black women, period, in the media and how that might be affecting um, people's perspective mm-hmm. on Black friendships. So first i'm going to ask you like how how do you feel about the way that black women are portrayed out here in media and then how like black women's friendships are portrayed in media
0: yeah so i mean i'm not going to harp too much on insecure cuz we'll get there right yeah we we definitely love insecure and so i felt really good during the insecure era but mm-hmm. before that i would just say i've i've been unimpressed i mean i feel like all parts of media have kind of felt the shift through like the early, late 90s, early 2000s, and just the direction of TV and media going for like shock value, yes. um, more drama and not like drama series, but mm-hmm. reality TV. And so, yeah, I would say I've been pretty unimpressed. But I will say, though, in my early 20s, uh, so this would have been 2011, 2012. So, I would say the prime time of like the Real Housewives of Atlanta, Love and Hip Hop.
1: Oh my (laughs) gosh.
0: Those types of series. I was here for it. Uh, You know, during that season, I was here for the drama. But, you know, with age and just being in a different season of my life, um, plus those shows just kind of got redundant and old anyways. Mm -hmm. But looking back, I shouldn't have been even impressed with that just because it was just nothing but drama and ratchetness and just not realistic.
1: Yeah. That, that's kind of my thought. Like, I do think there have been some really good shows that have shown the complexities of friendship, but also, like, the beauty of just, like, having your girlfriends, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But those reality shows. Like, so you said Housewives of Atlanta and Love and Hip Hop. So those ones I didn't actually watch. Mm-hmm. But um, I did watch, like, Flavor of Love.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. And they wow. they were the initial... Like, after the real world, it, uh, Flavor of Love um, just took it to a whole nother level.
1: It really did. And that was just, that was some really good TV. I mean, the fact that all of this was over Flavor flavor is one thing. <laughs> and the fact that there were, like, I think two seasons? Yeah, two
0: seasons plus, like, two or three different uh, spinoffs. Spinoff. Plus- We cannot forget all the like epic memes and gifts that came from that show.
1: (laughs) I mean, Tiffany Tiffany Pollard, I think is her last name. I love New York. (laughs) Yes, I mean, the Beyonce, Beyonce, like that, that alone. (laughs) That scene was hilarious. But um, (laughs) yes, I think those types of shows definitely um, showed a lot more strife. Mm-hmm. and I don't know I think for me it's because there's a there are certain stereotypes about black women mm-hmm. I mean kind of those shows it feels like they take away from what I think the reality is
0: oh yeah because like you know even for like real housewives of Atlanta so it was definitely more toned down uh than like a flavor of love um and love and hip-hop a bit more classy however also what was that um love and basketball or basketball wives that was another one yeah Yeah, i'm like love and
1: basketball (laughs) yeah
0: let's let's not put love and (laughs) basketball scratch that (laughs) we're not going to include them in the messiness but uh yeah so like a real housewives of atlanta it was a bit more classy structured but it was unrealistic in that okay if you don't like these women or you're having drama you wouldn't be meeting up to hang out no one's probably fighting at brunch like this I don't think that even if you do have beef or drama in real life that you're choosing to like confront people in a public place so just very unrealistic of like most people if you don't like a girlfriend or y'all fall out you be like oh you stay over there I stay over here
1: exactly and you know what with those shows and also like the rise of social media so our favorite celebrities are on the same social media sites that we're on right and so I think when you thought oh these people have so much beef but then you see them commenting on each other's pictures and Mm -hmm. kind of hanging out yeah so (laughs) it kind of cuts down on like what you think the drama what you think the drama actually is
0: yeah I will say though uh definitely in the late 90s early 2000s i feel like we had some good like series in terms of friendships though i agree and i i wish that like a netflix or hulu would tap into that energy and bring it back we need mm, something like
1: with new shows not yeah yeah
0: yeah with new shows don't redo it let it oh, stay no, no, no. let it stay there we need something brand new yeah. new characters new storylines but um tap into that same energy yeah yeah so and speaking of shows, what has been one of your either all-time favorite or just top shows where you feel like oh they really got the girlfriend's energy right?
1: You know, can it be a movie?
0: It could be a movie, a short series, show, whatever. Yeah.
1: Cause I'm I'm kind of tied between two. Mm. One of them is gonna seem very juvenile, but Moesha oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) so I really liked the energy and I think it was realistic um Mm -hmm. so like the way that they would joke on each other you know like make fun of each other I think like we we kind of do that not as much now but definitely Mm -hmm. at the beginning of our friendship we would uh make little jokes about each other but yeah just kind of like the friendship and the camaraderie and then I think it was realistic in that there was this one episode that I'm thinking of Mm when Nisi and Moesha were talking behind Kim's back Mm -hmm. and, you know, just like seeing the fallout of that and how Kim handled it. Like, I don't know, I think those are real life situations. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I enjoyed their friendship, um, Kim, Moesha, and Nisi. But if if I were to choose a movie, uh, i have to go waiting to exhale <laughs> <laughs> this is
0: the sex t- second time we bought them this up in yeah. the last yeah a few weeks
1: i have to bring up waiting to exhale because mm-hmm. uh just having that support system at different points in your life so one is going through a divorce um and then i think all three of the other ones were like trying to find love mm-hmm. i think especially at that, the ages that they were at, which I believe it was like early thirties. I think in a lot of ways, like romantic relationships do come into girlfriend relationships. You know, like you're like talking Mm -hmm. about those things, you're running things by your friends, like, Hey, this happened. Is that a red flag? Or, you know, should I like keep going and see how this, how this turns out? Mm -hmm. I I think relationship romantic relationships play, um, a decent role at some point. And so seeing oh, yeah. each of them on their journey, but also having like that, the soulmates that were their friends, you know, I think mm-hmm. was really nice to watch. Yeah, there's a lot I want to say about Winning Sex," <laughs> but this is not the time. It was just, I'm gonna let you go first and then I'll say what I thought about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so one of my top shows in terms of friendships would have to be living single. Yeah. I think one aspect that I really liked about the show was that they were roommates some of them and how they like live together so i like that aspect also just like the versatility of the characters i feel like in real life real friend groups everyone's different you know you don't you're not seeing carbon copies of each other within like one friend circle and i feel like that show did a really good job of showing black women into different things at different points in their life, you know. Some people are still trying to figure out their career, while you have a lawyer, and then you know you have a person working for a magazine company. Like they're all so different. You have the really quirky friend, the more serious and prissy friend. I just loved how they showed like a very versatile group of friends, but yes. clicking in different ways. Um, and then they all had like their own unique relationships with each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: You know, um. So Khadija is actually a business owner. So you have yes. like the entrepreneur, then you have uh, you know, Max who lives mm-hmm. and is working for it. yeah. So I, I love Living Single. I think it's one of one of the best comedic shows of mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was gonna say about waiting to exhale just because this remind me of what I said at the beginning when we're doing girlfriend check-in. Mm-hmm. But there was a character there who had like a particular like she she had a vision for her life and what she wanted, and I specifically remember like uh, her family member wanting her to just get married like that was the only mm-hmm. that was the only thing that was important to her because the family member was a little bit older and hadn't gotten married yet, and she had felt that loneliness and didn't want the younger one to feel that sense of loneliness. so she was actually encouraging her to uh, deal with a married man and so mm-hmm. like that just that just kind of goes to show you like you have your plans for your own life and mm-hmm. you know other people because of the lives that they've lived want yours to go a certain way it's like at some point your life is your life mm-hmm. and what you did or didn't do that's you and that's on you but you can't like project that on other people but yeah anyway
0: yeah so we've talked a lot about the shows that we love mm-hmm. uh, or the movies that we feel like they got the friendships right but a show where I feel like mm, y'all could have left this out or this com- this component or piece out okay is the friendship between Pam and Gina on Martin I know I'm gonna ruffle some feathers I know people are like um mm. You're being too sensitive.
1: You're about to ruffle my feathers. What you
0: gonna say, girl? And this is not a critique for the show in general. I just Mm -hmm. felt like this aspect was unrealistic. So obviously they're best friends, but Gina's with Martin you know, Pam's doing her thing. So the piece where I feel like, "Mm, y'all could have left this out is Pam having this like back and forth with Martin. Now I know it was a comedic show, but... I just don't think it's realistic that you'd have a best friend and your man is like ragging on them or they're just ragging on each other, but mostly Mm -hmm. him ragging on her. I just that piece of it. I feel like it's unrealistic. And I wish that like they could have had some
1: banter. Mm -hmm.
0: But um, yeah, as far as like friendships go, I don't know. I could have done without that.
1: That's uh, that's the best part of the show, Mm Miyosha. I know a a couple whose dynamic is like that, where, like, there's a a really close friend, and they and the husband are always, like, going back and forth. But it's it's merely, like, it's simply a playful thing.
0: And so for me, it's Uh like, you know, like, when you're play fighting, somebody might always take it too far? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I just... In my, in my real life, I wouldn't go for that. Like, I don't want y'all play anything. Y'all can be cool, make like jokes and stuff, but no, like it would be like, oh, if my husband commented on your hair, Mm -hmm. what? Or if you commented on how he looked or his breath or something, Mm -hmm. it would just be like so awkward and weird. I would not stand for it in real life. And um, y'all could have kept it and i stand by it (laughs) Ah.
1: (laughs) well so she's standing 10 toes down on this one (laughs) i think for me the show that i'm like okay y'all could have kept that and i do love the show i just have to say this and i think people will agree but girlfriends i think girlfriends is one of the best shows made but in real life it was like those people weren't even like friends
0: Mm, the whole mm, like mm.
1: joan and tony competition thing and then um maya and the whole cheating thing Mm -hmm. and then having to cover up for her or not even having to cover up to cover up for her but then like actually covering up for her um what's her name lynn i almost call her lone because that's what she was always taken out from the rest of them, was alone. But yeah, so, but I think what was really toxic was the Joan and Tony dynamic. Mm -hmm. And so it's like on a show called Girlfriends, I I think they just took that storyline a little bit too far because at a certain Mm -hmm. point, point, I'm like this with all of my relationships, but at a certain point, as forgiving as I am, as forgiving as I can be, at a certain point, I have to, If you're going to be talking to me crazy, uh, talking down to me or putting me in situations where I feel um, like worthless, I can't really interact with you like Mm. that. And so, yeah, that whole Tony and Joan thing was more than I could handle.
0: Yeah, that's that's the thing. I feel like, you know, for TV or media, Mm -hmm. there is this aspect of needing to you know, make situations bigger, I- exaggerated than what they would be. I mean, it's yeah. TV, but at the same time, if it's just too unrealistic, it's like, okay. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I
1: don't I don't even know if it was unrealistic as much as it felt like frenemy vibes. Well,
0: unrealistic in that, either one of them would stay in it for that long, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. Have you ever seen a dynamic like that with friends where they're like still friends to this day where they're in this like competition?
1: I haven't, but yeah, no, I haven't actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like it would always eventually hit a wall.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, it made for a great show. I will go back and watch the show, but usually when I watch it, I'm like, I hate these two characters because of their dynamic mostly with each other but Mm -hmm. great show super hilarious yeah how how do you feel like what we've seen on tv right as far as like girlfriends go right Mm -hmm. um how do you feel like what we've seen on tv differs from what we see in actual real life
0: well i don't know if this is just the naiveness of me Mm -hmm. or my life and friendships are just that boring i feel like people don't have that much drama in real life (laughs) and so you know a lot of times you know if you don't have as much drama in your own life that may lead to less drama in your friendship and romantic relationships Mm -hmm. and so I feel like you know looking at tv it's like you might have like one big thing in real life and then you move past it and that's it yeah but I think on tv it's a lot of like well then this happened and that happened and this got drug out, you know, so I don't know. I feel like in real life when people as of lately, the age that I am now,
1: At your I feel view? like
0: people within my circle, even just acquaintances, like if I hear people, I've heard women comment about other women and that if they have a lot of drama or they're always calling them with the same type of stuff or there's a lot of beef they are just like ending friendships. Yeah. So I think in real life, people's cutoff game is a lot stronger than yeah. it is on TV. Yeah. It's like, oh girl, don't be calling me saying the same thing about your man for the <laughs> 5th, 11th time. Or, you know, we had this falling out. Yeah. So this is gonna be the last time. You know, I think people's cutoff game is just strong. So it's just less yeah. drama.
1: You know, so I'm gonna insert um, social media here because it is a medium.
0: <laughs> uh, mm-hmm.
1: And so it's not TV, but I think one of the things that I've noticed about like, how friendships on the internet differ from real life is that if when we see friendships a lot of time on the internet, it's they were traveling to this place or that place, you know, and it's less um, everyday, day-to-day type mm-hmm. friendship interactions, you know. And so I think that's one way that what we see on a daily basis about friendships or representing friendships is different from real life. So I do yeah. think when well, we're just looking at all the different things that we've talked about the shows, the movies and now Instagram, I think they're either glamorizing things maybe a bit too much or they're making things look so bad that it feels unrealistic, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't feel like real life. So yeah, I think that's how it, it's different. And uh for me like that's one of the most important things about this podcast mm-hmm. is that we're showing like a real life, like mm-hmm. you know, we get on here sometimes and we've had a day, <laughs> or you know, or like when we do our married at first sight reviews on the YouTube channel, it's like, okay, we've had a day, but we're giving our genuine reactions to things that we've seen, and I think it's fun that we know each other so well and can speak freely. You mm-hmm. know? So,
0: yeah, I'm glad you bought up uh bought up just the glamorization of friendship because before this podcast, people wouldn't have even known uh that we are as close as we are, that we've been as friends for as long as we have been. Like I've heard several people say, like, oh, I had no idea that y'all had been friends for that long. People in your family were like, Wow, you've been along, <laughs> you've been around for that long. It's just because we never showcased our friendship not because Mm -hmm. anything was wrong it's just we were focused on real life um and just
1: putting in the work yeah we
0: were putting (laughs) in the work (laughs) and so um you know now what we put on instagram and us just sharing on this podcast is just showing people just a peek into like what our friendship is or a portion of it not all of it, obviously. Yeah.
1: My sister said something when we first started. She was like, oh, I'm going to have my um, daughters listen to your podcast sometimes, you know, when it's appropriate topics yeah. and stuff like that. Because she wanted them to see like long lasting friendships were possible with mm-hmm. other women. Yeah. And, I, you know, like that's not, you know, they're they're really young, like preteens right now. So they're going to go through their things where they realize, yeah. oh, this person is not really my friend even though I'm like super loyal to them, like they're going to have those types of experiences. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think it's it's nice to have this space where it's a real life friendship, you know? And now we're going on, embarking on this endeavor. Well, we're not embarking because yeah, we, we learned it a, yeah. over a year ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But we're on this like journey is now like figuring out how to do a quote unquote business together, mm-hmm. right? With the podcast. And so we're learning new things about, each other and our friendship and Mm -hmm. how how we relate (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) yeah so um you talked a lot about our friendship and kind of what we've put out there in terms of the podcast and Instagram but in real life Mm -hmm. how do you feel like you've arranged your friendships to be set up for success and not just like our connection but just like friendships in general
1: yeah I think there are a few things here For me, one of them is knowing uh, what friend group each friend belongs to. So Mm -hmm. while Miyosha is going to hear things about like my academic life, Mm -hmm. I do have friends over there where if I need immediate advice or like venting, they might be my first, Mm -hmm. you know, line of venting, because they can relate to those things. So having friends in different areas and knowing which areas those friends belong, like not to say that there can't be overlap, because there absolutely Mm -hmm. can be. And in my life, there absolutely is. But I do think it is helpful to not just have the same group of friends that you go to with everything. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's draining for them. And then I do think I I haven't necessarily felt this way, but I think at some times people feel like, oh, this person knows like everything about me and they don't have a sense of their own identity,
0: Mm. you know?
1: And so it's all on that that one person or that one group.
0: Mm. Uh, And so
1: that's one thing. And then the other thing just on boundaries is I only tell things when I'm ready. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't tell everybody everything. That isn't necessarily intentional. It's just that, in a particular moment, I'm like, who is the person who I think can give me this support right now?
0: And Mm -hmm. if I get all
1: the support that I need from them, I might never need to talk about that thing ever again. So the other friends won't hear about it. Mm -hmm. Or when I've completely worked through it, I can mention it in passing to the other friends, you know? So just like, yeah, having different people for different things and Mm -hmm. then only telling people something when I am ready or when I'm in the space to share.
0: Yeah, that's so important too. And then on the opposite side, the friend has to be respectful of mm-hmm. that boundary of, okay, they're ready to talk about it right now. Or, yeah. you know, they've shared it with someone else. So I'm just hearing about it. I know there's definitely been things where you've like told me like years later mm-hmm. and you're like, oh yeah, girl, I never even told you that. And there have been things where I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we both have an understanding of, Sometimes you don't feel like rehashing something for the third time, or you're just not in the right headspace, or you just are like, oh, I forgot about it. I'll tell them eventually. So,
1: yeah, I have um, a family member, but I don't know why I include some of my family members with my friend group because Mm -hmm. we just have that type of relationship. But who told me something like two years after it happened? (laughs) And I was like, what? You're just telling me now? Like, I could have done something two years ago. And she's like, you know, she didn't want anybody doing anything. Mm-hmm. She wanted to like process it and deal with it. And so when she was over it, she's like, just bring it up on me. And I'm like, now I'm gonna have feelings about the person who did this thing, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what she did not want was me feeling like, oh, now I have to treat somebody else differently or I have to defend her in some type of way. So it's just it's just not, not the time. Yeah. Know? Mm -hmm. what about you what are what are some of the things that you set up or how have you arranged your friendships
0: yeah so I feel like one of the big things for me is communication what I give in terms of communication but then also what I expect and so I think I've touched on this a little bit in the past where I've said that I'm just very big on if I can't communicate right now or I'm not available. I'm big on letting people know, like, hey, this is where I am. This is what's going on. It may have to be later. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I really try to give that to my friends. Um, I don't have as much time as I used to to talk on the phone and go here and go there. Um, But they know like, okay, if I hit me, Osha, she's going to hit me back. Even if it's just a text to say, hey, can't talk right now. Could be because I don't feel like it, but I'm still going to text you yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. And I still have that expectation too, um, just because I take my friendship seriously. And, you know, I want to know like, hey, at least that you're okay. So communication is really big for me, even if we aren't talking all the time, it's just like brief briefly checking in to let me know like hey you're good I'll let you know I'm good and when we mm-hmm. can reconnect especially at this season in my life I feel like there's a lot of phone tag
1: <laughs> where
0: <laughs> you know it's just people have different schedules different time zones and yeah. we're not always going to be available and just to let them know like hey it's no hard feelings I'm not avoiding you um hopefully you're not avoiding me if I keep missing you yeah. but just communication um and the other thing is just, I would say expectations mm. and just like respecting my friends and their differences. And so um, I don't know, I'm just big on letting my friends be, make the decisions that they want to make, create the life that they want and understanding like we're going to be different. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be carbon copies. We don't have to be for us to be close and for us to have a relationship, yeah. but me respecting that about them. And hopefully they respect that about me as well. You know, yes, Samira and I are best friends. We do have things in common, but y'all, we are very different. <laughs> yeah, Like we have different interests, you know, we are in different seasons of life, but that doesn't mean that like we can't be close because we both have a mutual respect of our differences. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's has helped us to maintain our friendship yeah. and that is like oh Samira has this going on i have this going on it overlaps it overlaps if it doesn't it doesn't oh Samira is making a decision this way eh, i mean i wouldn't do that but that's cool that's her <laughs> you know whatever and also not always speaking on it just being like okay that's her life let it be <laughs> <laughs> unless she asks and then i shall speak my piece
1: yeah or unless <laughs> i'm in like danger or situation that's oh. like yeah you know then then we do like we do speak up yeah, I'm, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah oh and what one thing you said about um i think it was on communication mm-hmm. uh, it just reminded me of like recently um i came back from like a trip and i just did not want to talk to anybody like mm-hmm. i just did not she was
0: being so anti
1: but it was cool. I, I was I was like kind of sad that I was getting back into this type of life, you know. And mm-hmm. it just it was a transition like the first couple of days back. And like a part of me was like I do want to tell her everything that happened, mm-hmm. but I just did not feel up to it, you know. And you know, she understood and she gave me my space until mm-hmm. I was ready. And you know, that that worked out really well. I think mm-hmm. So sorry, this is also another thing on communication because you said how you want to be talked to. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another thing that's huge for me. Like, how does this person speak to me? Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, I know that is common like for girls to be like, oh, that's my B or that's my, (laughs) you know, (laughs) That, that doesn't really work for me in friendships. So like, if anybody was trying to have that type of friendship, I would have to be like, girl, Hey, I understand you mean well, but I do not like to be referred to in that way, or you know, or if someone um has a problem with mm-hmm. me or with something that I've done, and they choose to be instead of just coming out and saying what the issue is and us discussing it and addressing everything, if they mm-hmm. like keep it under the table and they're just like passive aggressive toward me and things that I don't like to be handled that way. And so Mm -hmm. then I would have to think about where this friendship is going. Probably nowhere, you know, (laughs) at that that stage. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But we've mentioned shows and like you told them at the beginning, we're going to get to Insecure. So obviously everybody knows we're obsessed with Insecure Uh, or we were obsessed with Insecure. It's over now for good. But I want to ask you, like, what's something about the dynamics in those friendships that you appreciated the most?
0: Mm. Okay, so the first thing is I loved how they showcased the different levels of closeness within the friend group.
1: Yes. Because
0: that's so realistic. I mean, within any friend group, y'all aren't all going to be super besties and telling each other everything. There's levels to it, even yeah. within the friend group. And I loved how they showed that. And there never seemed to be any animosity of like, oh, Molly and um, Issa are closer or yeah. to, you know, like everyone just kind of knew what it was.
1: Yeah. And
0: it was good. Um, and so, yeah, I've experienced that in my own life. So, yeah, I love that. And then the other thing, I loved how they showed the ups and downs of Issa and Molly. but Even in the moment, I was just like on pins and needles, like, oh, are they going to recover from this? I loved how they showed the ups and downs of Molly and Issa in that it wasn't like a super quick fix. Yes. There was a lot of tension, awkwardness. A lot of the time I'm like, oh, they really may not be able to come back from this. Mm -hmm. So after the fact, looking back, I enjoyed how they drug it out because once again, I feel like that's realistic. Some things you can't come back from and some things it takes a lot of work, ups and downs, Mm -hmm. multiple tries to come back from. Um, And I just love the way they showcase that, even though it was excruciating to watch.
1: It was so painful. It Uh was so hard. It was so hard. (laughs) Um, I think for me, I I liked the balance. So this is something you mentioned with living single, but Mm -hmm. the balance of not everybody being at the same place in their life. So, you know, initially you have Molly, who's this lawyer, and then Issa, who's working this job, but doesn't necessarily have her stuff together. Also, like with Tiffany being married, but Kelly initially not even wanting that, you know, for her life, just kind of chilling and... Uh, you know, being a single person out here. Mm -hmm. So I loved just that everybody wasn't in the same place, but you still had fruitful friendships. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing that I liked also was the fights and the awkwardness of the fallout, you know, Uh, not just Issa and Molly, but even Tiffany and uh, Kelly, like Mm -hmm. Tiffany was having the baby and she was feeling like, oh, I have to move on. I can't do this anymore they're gonna move on without me because I'm about to have a baby I I think that's pretty realistic you know Mm -hmm. like feeling like okay I'm kind of the oddball out because my life is going in this direction and so maybe I need new friends and trying Mm -hmm. to form Mm -hmm. those connections but yeah girls are your girls and you kind of have to allow them to be so yeah Mm -hmm. those are those are the things I appreciated I think the most Mm -hmm. about Insecure when it came to to Friendships
0: yeah, and I just want to quickly say one thing that I do wish that yeah. they would have added in. Okay. Um, is showing Issa make new friends as mm-hmm. an adult. So they they had the whole condola situation, but that was wrapped up with Lawrence. So I wouldn't count that.
1: Fortunately,
0: yeah, <laughs> but yeah, showcasing her like making friends as an adult. Mm-hmm. So I think these were friends in her like college years. Uh, but like her making friendships in her mid to late 20s, okay. I wish they would have shown that and just kind of what that process or experience could have been like for her mm-hmm. um, and not just like her OG friends from college. Okay. So Yeah,
1: that's that's really interesting. I thought the condolence, I think that's a good example. It's just that it got <laughs> cut short, but they were vibing and it showed yeah. how it, having new friends can interfere with your old friendships, depending on how possessive your best friend is, you know. Yeah. Like I think I I have the potential to be a possessive best friend. Really? I, guess, I think so, but I think what helps me tame it down a little bit is that I know I'm not about to go everywhere you want to go with you like I love my house <laughs> too much so I have to be like, okay she she does meet other friends because who will go out with her not me you that's know? so <laughs>
0: funny that I would have never guessed that from you
1: I yeah know. I can be very like oh this is my and mine yeah. but okay. um
0: okay so I can in one aspect um but I guess in general yeah I feel like in terms of like going places because that's not like your thing, but I can't see in other ways. Yeah, you're protective <laughs> of me, so oh,
1: now all of a sudden she can see it. Okay. Yeah, I can
0: see it. Well, I wasn't <laughs> thinking about like the going places, but you are right.
1: Yeah, yeah. all right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Girlfriends and Goals Podcast. You've heard our thoughts on this topic, but we look forward to hearing your thoughts as well. So make sure you are following us on Instagram at Girlfriends and Goals Podcast. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Girlfriends and Goals Podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, please go ahead and do that now. And don't forget to rate, review, and share. Until next time, bye. Bye.